Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality on September 5th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Yay. Hi, guys. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Walt. Hi, y'all. I'm still here. Hello, Marshall. Did, did you know, Nancy, that she's been upgraded? She's not sheriff anymore? She's Marshall Howard now? Oh, I didn't know that either. <laughs> yes, she had an upgrade. That's why she was asking me about uh, Nancy Ward, because she's been upgraded. So, be, 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 watch out for that. Who's Nancy Ward? Wasn't, uh, oh, no. It's Susie? Susie Ward. That's it. Oh, I, I got the wrong name, first name. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's doing, uh, Susie's doing good, apparently, that which is awesome. Like, she's 90 years old. I can't believe they put a pacemaker in uh, in her at 90. They wouldn't put it in me. And I'm, well, what, 76. Huh. I'm so glad for her. Yeah, well, I'm glad for us. Yeah. Because we did read the Matthew Ward's uh, message to, through Susie that on uh, Saturday on the Say What Show. So if you haven't heard about it or, you know, you go to MatthewBooks.com and get any of his messaging that goes back years and years. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just because th- those messages from from Matthew, they always ring true to me. And... Um, I find them helpful. I find them hopeful, too. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight because I really I, didn't prepare anything. Do you have some kind of a list? I have something uh, that I just wanted. I asked for because I really didn't get anything. I just couldn't. I didn't feel so good. So I asked for guidance. I I said, God, please uh, let somebody come and tell me some words to say that will be meaningful to somebody who needs it in the audience or something interesting to think about. So I got message. So I have that that might get us started. Unless Walt has some. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, that empty-headed guy, now he doesn't have anything. <laughs> we I'm, have just, to, we I'm have just to. getting ready to ship an eagle, so I'm, I'm busy as heck, so I don't have any ideas. Oh, where's the eagle? <laughs> uh, Washington State, it, right, on oh. the, right on the border with Canada. Thank God. So. That place is just a mess. 
Wow. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, no. All we have to do is prompt. You know, if we if we find a subject that we can put out there, then Walt just takes off on it. <laughs> but it's like he doesn't pre-plan anything, <laughs> unless it's an eagle. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, I have... Now, so you're making each one maybe a little different from each place? Yeah, because I keep, uh, invariably, I, I always keep asking. I don't trust myself to know anything about anything at all, so I re leave it up to my guides to give me, okay, guys, you tell me what. So, like, when I made yours, the Nancy's Eagle, uh, the, they wanted the pipes to be four feet long. And that's what I did. Uh, but uh, this this one, for example, the pipes are five feet long plus the base. That's six feet. So I guess that's why they, they wanted it to be this this tall. Um, so I don't I don't have I don't feel I have the last word in anything. I'm just putting my hands. I'm I'm lending them the use of my hands, and they telling me this and that, and and put this over here. Like for example, the, every single layer of the the resin. Uh, Besides Shanghai, it has uh, the amethyst powder and the Nancy's uh, nectar. So some of the others haven't had it. Like, for example, some others have had uh, gold in the first base. This one has uh, silver in the first base. So I just go with what they tell, what they indicate. So. Well, did you ever get any talc and see if, I, if you could transfer the energies? Oh, I wanted to ask you, do you have a source? Because it seems like talk is unpurchasable at this moment, or am I getting the, my information wrong? Well, uh, no, I heard that they had, had discontinued it because it was causing uh, particles to get into people's lungs or something. I don't even remember what it was. Um, but one day, not too long ago, I just put in talc, and I got a whole bunch of different... Oh, okay. Okay. I did. That's that's what I did. Was I just did a Google search for? Yes, I still do Google. And then, how do you transfer the essence to? Let's say you get a, a new batch of talc. All you do it's, is just mix it. You just put a pinch of the nectar in it. And and and, and, and the rest, of the talc will get the essence. Yes. Ah, okay. It's like okay, the original the, the original nectar came out of. A situation back in to see it was uh, 19 probably 1993 that time frame and um, I came home from work and all of a sudden my guides are talking in my head and they ended up having me get an unopened gallon of water that was there for hurricane reasons it was you know I don't normally drink that kind of water but it was there it was unopened get that then i had to add very specifically different types of frequencies and at the time i was working with gem elixirs which is very similar to well it's homeopathy but instead of using vegetation to create the solutions it was it was minerals and so i was studying gerber's no it wasn't gerber i forget what his name is but it's vibrational medicine by no, didn't pop up. Okay, but it's vibrational medicine. Uh, no, that's, I, I'm talking the wrong thing. This was gem elixirs. 
and it was a two volumes of this information and it really resonated as being true so i proceeded to you know and i and, it, and there's i mean i probably got 50 of these different ones but they were very specific because sometimes they wanted the elixir energy and sometimes they wanted the stone itself so and I, i'm just dropping them in this gallon of water i'm just like you all just okay tell me what you want me to do and then they had me get a very interesting wand it's uh basically a crystal on the end of a uh let's see it would be about two feet long uh copper pipe and then it's got a, a copper coil around it you know wrapped around it and they had me put that in this gallon of water and and then i had to specifically put it someplace that they were right here you got to do it right here okay all right and then they just, you know, that was it. And so the next day, I completely forgot about it. The next day I come home and I'm, I hear, go get it. And I'm going like, go get what? <laughs> I've just forgotten about, oh, that thing, okay. So with all that energy that was already put into it, I thought when I got to it, it would just be like, wow, really cooking. Instead, it was very flat. It was like nothing. And I'm like, questioning how could this possibly be and at the time I had somebody who was um, staying with me he was a friend of a friend that needed a place to stay down here for a couple months so I go in and he's just woken up and I said would you do me a favor and because I had already touched the water when I went well I touched the container and when I touched the container I felt a jump of energy so then I take, a, I poured some of it in a, in a small glass, and I said, "Would you do me a favor and drink this?" And uh, so he just, he just had learned to do whatever I asked him to do, and so he did. And he was like, "Okay, so what was that?" I said, "I don't know. It's some kind of a magical potion they just had me made. Thanks for taking the first sip, <laughs> you know." But he, uh, he said, and he was energy sensitive, and he said, "No, there's something to whatever that is." And it was just like it had taken another energy uh, jump. And then that weekend, my partner at the time, he he and his, his wife were going into uh, one of those health fair things. And so I poured some of the nectar into a sprayer, a sprayer bottle. And I said, take this to, the, to this health thing and just spray it around and see what happens. And I was I was having so much fun because I swear every time they sprayed it the the energy in the in the container would jump and by the time that that day was over this stuff was really perking and again it's just it's a gallon of water so that like I say it was probably 1993 that gallon of water is sitting now in a glass container that is near a whole gallon we never took very very much out of it at all and it's been sitting here for all those years and it's still absolutely clear now I don't know where you'd ever get water that just sat there and didn't seem to have any kind of a change at all have I is there's no microorganisms and the other thing is is that when I was using the elixirs creating the elixirs I was having a terrible time getting things stable because within 24 hours there'd be stuff growing in it that 
look like cities of of little tiny weeny cities of of some amazing growth. I've never seen anything like it, and so fast. Uh, and my partner was my partner. It wasn't organic. What? What wasn't organic? Yeah, it was organic. Oh. No, I'm saying it was organic. It was all this. Whatever it was, I, it didn't even look familiar, it went, but it was all different. It wasn't like, you know, oh, I got a mold or a slime thing. or No, it, did, it just looked like this amazing little ecosystem on its own. And uh, then uh, I was in the crystal shop, and the owner said to me, I think you should meet this guy. So I, I oh, okay, you know. And he he didn't say anything to me except nice to meet you and then he handed me this crystal of fairly large quartz point and it's being so big and so pure it was a really good crystal but it felt like i didn't feel a lot of energy off it at all and he said to me i i said why do i feel no energy and he said go higher that's all he says go higher and so i just relaxed and sure enough the energy was in a different plane than I was used to picking up and it was stunningly beautiful uh, he had he supposedly his wife told me years later that supposedly this was um, well he actually yeah no she told me that the formula for getting the doing the crystal magic thing here he, he, that he had was uh, something to do with Einstein and basically she said all he did was he would take uh, what was he using? Well, he'd take a crystal and he would heat it to a certain point in the oven. And that's basically all he was doing. But what happened was that whatever he was doing, and he never would tell me, he never showed me the process because he knew that was the only thing I missed. <laughs> and when when you you play with this stuff now, everything is a higher frequency. It's a pure frequency, and, and it's incredibly stable. After that, I could make all sorts of uh, anything. I could make anything. And it would just, it wouldn't do that growth. I mean, I, this, I was getting the same growth in pure alcohol, Walt. Mm. And within days. So, um, anyway, so we got the nectar, and we started playing with it. And um, we, we started out using it with... Uh, well, the water just itself was not something you wanted to do because you only had a gallon of it. Okay, let me let me interrupt you for a second. How yeah. do you how do you go from water to talc? That's well, I'm, I'm about to I'm, tell you. I'm oh. about to tell you. Okay, so we wanted to go into some kind of a medium that was much more usable. Oh. And at the time, because we were mainly focused on on like swimming pools, you know places where there was a lot of water that you could change the water uh, to make it healing because that's what it felt like a healing stable it was it was a wonderful energy so what we used I think it's calcium it's the stuff that it's the first word is calcium but it's it's a stabilizer in water like a water purification thing and it's a simple mineral but if you put it in the in the water it keeps the water from you know, going bad in uh, swimming pools and other situations. Now they use a whole bunch of other chemistry because that'll cost a lot. But this wasn't much. But anyway, he knew about this stuff. We knew it would work with the water. And it was usable. You know, you could handle it. It was powder. 
So we start using it that way. But then, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm hesitating here because I don't remember what exactly made me go to talc. But why I knew that the talc was the right, uh, the right one to use was the molecular structure of it. It's a, it's 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 a, a, a tetrahedon. It's two tetrahedons on top of each other, Walt. The molecule. If you look up the molecule that's talc, you're going to okay. find it's in a in a double pyramid type of thing. You know, which was like from what I had already learned about enterology and you know working with all this stuff, that that was like a really powerful geometric form. And <clears throat> so we but, start. Uh, was it like like an octahedron with one pyramid on top of the other? It was a tetrahedron, two tetrahedrons with a basis together, whatever that makes. Okay, so tetrahedron. So that they're four sides. So they're three sided. Because a four sided, um, it's an octahedron. Well, I, maybe it's the octahedron, but anyway, it's a double pyramid because it's been, you know, 30 years since I've looked at this stuff. But it was a, this double pyramid form, and I knew that that would be key to whatever was happening, the geometric form of the molecule itself. And what happened was that the talc parlor acts like a battery. And all we had to do was to, well, you could... You basically would would take the the powder and put it up against the bottom of the water, and boom, it would take the charge and it would hold the charge. It didn't have to be replenished. So that's I mean the the talc powder that you got that you're having good response with is from 1993. Wow. And so then 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 I I kept increasing how well. Do we ever need to go back to the water? Will the talc keep feeding everything else? And sure enough, all you needed to do is take a, a pile of talc powder, drop a few talc uh, of the nectar into it, you know, nectar powder, and boom, it would take the charge too. No, and I'd actually, I'd actually forgotten about that until, you know, I'd sent since, it. Since you're an energy sensitive, does it respond to thoughts and intentions like Shanghai does? I didn't. I don't. I didn't work with it that way, Walt. That was not something uh, I understand or know at the time. Okay. I suspect it would, but I can't. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't. I just haven't played with it that way. So, um, yeah, if you can get a hold of some talc, then all you need to do is keep dropping a little bit of what you got into the talc you get, and you're going to have the same stuff. So even though it's powdery, it the the thing, the essence gets transferred to the totality of it. Correct. Okay. Correct. Now, when 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 you take the the powder, and in actuality, I didn't use too much of the talc powder. I don't know if I even ever did. I would use the calcium, whatever it is, with the swimming pool stuff. You know, I would use that to treat swimming pools because. It would just, you'd have a, a, you know, a good sized pile in your hand and you'd put it into the swimming pool. Whoa, what happened? Uh, that was so strange. Uh, I just, uh, anyway, sorry about that. 
So you 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 take your hand with a powder in it, and it would immediately just kind of dissolve in the water. But the effect on the water was stunning. All of a sudden, it, well, now I know that what happened is the same thing that happens when we have shungite, is that this spin of the water turn made the water turn alive. It became, you know, what they called structured water. But the effect on the people in the pools was was even more stunning because the first one we did it to was a, like a local pool in a residential area, you know, and it was not a, not big. It wasn't a big residential area. Pool wasn't that big, but it was full of those little tiny people called kids <laughs> making all this noise and, you know, just carrying on. And I didn't go to the pool to put the nectar in it. It was that they were so damn annoying that I said, hmm, and I always had nectar with me. So that's when I tried it. I said, let's see what happens when I put the nectar in the Boom. Wow. All of a sudden, they stopped screaming and hollering. And they got all blissed out. And they're all just hanging out in the pool. And they're talking to one another. And they're, it was like we all looked at each other and went, wow. <laughs> you know? And uh, so after that, I started putting it in every pool that I could find. And the the one at the uh, condominium was uh, a full-sized Olympic pool. The condominium deck was like a whole acre of, you know, basically swimming deck and this huge pool in it. So I put the nectar in there. And, um, I mean, energetically, I could see the change in everything. But I worked the night shift. I was never there during the day. And one day I came and they were draining the pool. And so, and I had to watch it all night, really irritating. Um, make sure nothing went wrong. And so, because I was a maintenance engineer <laughs> at this job. So then I'm, I'm talking to the pool guy in the morning. And I said, well, why did we have to drain it? And he said, oh, somebody took a crap in the pool. And I went, oh, neat. It was a bunch of old people who lived there. And... Uh, so I kind of mumbled to myself, oh, I got to put some more of the powder in it. And he went, is that what it was? I said, what, what, what? He said, he said, did you put that powder in there? Because everybody knew about it. I said, yeah, I did. And he said, oh, my God. He said, that answers all my questions. And I said, what? He said, this pool for the last, he said, months, you know. He said, everybody in the condominium is in the pool. There's... They're standing room only, and they won't leave. <laughs> so it was like a fountain of youth, and they're all down there, you know. And, uh, you know, he said, I don't know if I want you to put it in there. It was a lot of work. <laughs> I said, well, it's going back in there. He said, oh, I'm only kidding. He said, yeah, if they're, if they're feeling the energies and feeling good about it, you know, yeah, let's let's keep them ginned up. He was, he was a funny guy. Um so yeah, so that's nectar, and that's that's the one thing in the world that you're not going to get from anybody else except Walt Silva. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never even given it to Derek. Oh, well, I I follow your your instructions, and I only use a pinch for each layer. So what surprises me is that um, the it must be the charge differences that when you're using shungite powder, which is like incredibly, I mean, incredibly fine, uh, 
the problem that you have with it it's that it clumps you know like when you're making gravy the flour tends to give right. you big clumps so you have to keep mixing and mixing until you get an even texture throughout the entire gravy well that's the problem that you have when you use uh, shanghai powder um, by itself with nothing else i found again by accident that uh, there is an exception to that if you use siling in the mixture the siling has a declumping effect the particles fly away from each other they don't want to touch anymore and in fact that's that's how i i ended up uh filtering the shanghai powder how i i kept i learned how to isolate the particles that had the fullerenes because only the particles that have fullerene are the ones that are attracted. They, they behave like a magnet, even though they have no magnetic properties whatsoever. But the, they, are, they are the ones that behave like a magnet. So by using siling, I can separate the particles that have uh, lots of fullerenes from ones that don't have any at all. So it's because of that clumping effect. Now, the, with your, with your uh, nectar, it has no clumping effect at all. It doesn't in the middle of the of the resin. It doesn't clump. On the on the quite the contrary, you put it into the resin, and I would think that it was. I thought that it was going to behave like Shanghai powder, where it likes to clump. No, it flies away from each other, so it uh, it immediately dissolves in the rest of the resin. So, and I was using for uh, 32 ounces of resin. I was using just the tiny pinch, like you taught me. So. Each layer has the uh, silver saturated shanghai plus the the uh, nectar. Yeah, it's so. a, that, like it's almost like the 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 nectar nectar wants to go out and away from itself. Uh huh. It, it, it's uh, it's it's well. I mean, if you put, have you ever put talc just in water? I haven't Isn't, tried. I haven't. Right. Yeah, I think I think if you put it just in water, it gets a it kind of floats on the top. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I've done it, but, but I can because I can see it. But I think that, that that's you know, so it, it's it's you know, it's just stunning that they've discontinued talc because it's the one thing that you know was making a hell of a lot of difference in in, in that time frame. I mean, well, I I can. Tell, they, they, well, the, the, like everything, they, they for years and years they're selling something. Then all of a sudden somebody comes up with, oh no, did you know that this product creates cancer? And then uh, five years later, oh, that product doesn't make create cancer anymore. It's like, you you pay attention to what's been, they manipulate the media in the commercial world so much so, is that you're used to consuming something for years, which you know is good, and then all of a sudden it's dangerous and, and it's been tracked and it's been traced to this this affliction and that affliction. And then five years go by and nobody talks about it anymore because, oh no, that's not an issue anymore. It's like, oh, come on, what? so what gives? What is real? Does it create this problem or does it not create? They, they, the same way that they create uh, pandemics, they do the same thing with, with uh, commercial products. They vilify them. Oh, then they're good. Oh, then they're bad. Oh, then they'll kill you. Or the, oh, the, the this this thing which was so such a heaven sent. Now it'll just kill you in an instant. It's like oh, come on. 
Well, one example, of that, one example of that is paper. <laughs> <laughs> they replaced it with plastic. I mean, they, they replace it with something they can make more money on. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I love the trees too, but, you know, Mother Earth does not love that plastic that doesn't go away. We've been manufacturing it and poisoning everything with it for decades. Yeah, and, then, and then they came up with a... I forgot what country they did. They came up with that. It's a, a biodegradable. It's not. I know it's not hemp. It isn't hemp. It, it it's the plastic. It's it, it's legitimate plastic. But there was a, a, a micro a microorganism that actually consumes the plastic. It it breaks it down so it's degradable. So it uh, and and they used it. It was similar to the microorganism they used to attack uh, oil spills. Right. It breaks down the the micro the uh, uh, the hydrocarbons, so it's not poisonous anymore, and it's not damaging the uh, the environment. It was like that. It, so it, it was a way to get rid of uh, excess plastic. But I I I, I forget where I, it was that I read the article. You but know, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it it's. We, we 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 talk about these things and we go well a lot of their these things come from greed overriding information and therefore you're doing ignorant things so it's not with a malice other than you want you're greedy you know but now i have to look at everything that they've done in a in a way of them attacking the planet them being the bad guys you know it's like Let's get all this plastic out there and really screw with them. You know, whether intentionally or not, they have such a disregard for the planet, for the nature, that they they just do whatever without any look at consequences. It's like these friggin' wind farms they've got. Oh, yeah. They're killing the whales, they're killing the birds, they can't they don't have a longevity, very it's not good longevity. And when they go bad, there's nothing you can do with them. They just are going to rust out. This, you know, you have to build a new one. You can't it, it fix them. I mean, it's like there's a certain amount of fixing, but, you know, after yeah, a point. Considering just, it's so much, so much material, they should have come up with a way that, it okay, they can use it for something else. Use it for, I don't know, building houses. You know, with those huge blades, you should be able to use it for something else, like a house, a shelter. It looks like very... They shouldn't be built to begin with. They kill yeah. all the things around them. The, 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 the solar panels, they are so toxic to everything. The batteries associated, everything about them is anti-life. Mm. And yet they're, they're throwing away cars. The next thing they want to do is get rid of cars. You know, they're talking about that. These smart cities with no cars. Well, you don't have any place to go because you're 15 minutes away from the edge of life. You've been put into a bubble, and now they got you in a kill zone. As soon as they don't need you anymore, zip, and not only zip, but they're going to burn you to crisp. So there's no bodies hanging around. It's a wonderful plan. <laughs> wonderful plan. Uh, I mean, I, I said this on the Shanghai show tomorrow. I've got a, a the most recent that I know of uh, interview with Mark Steele, and Mark is. You know, when I first met him, he was so 
angry and, and and you know on a evangelistic mission to get people to understand the dangers of 5g and that they all want it was a he knew he said this is genocide they want to kill us all and now this last one he got laughing so hard he couldn't stop laughing because he's telling he's, he's relating the equipment and how much power it takes to make this equipment run the way they built it and they could have done it with much less power less strain on the electric thing but he said you know basically he was laughing because he said these people want to kill us all but they're so stupid they can't even build the weaponry correctly to kill everybody in an efficient way and it, he was just struck by the the stupidity and the irony of all this is doing is waking people up um we and and you know also i think that he he has realized it's a very deep spiritual battle he's into and you know after a while you realize that the other side can't can't work well when people are laughing at them <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm gonna kill you <laughs> oh let's go for it you know what you know i mean <laughs> it disarms them and then you just, you know, here, can we throw you some love blankets at you? And they'll run like hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So um, whatever's happening is interesting out there. But, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, they'd, they'd love to be taken seriously. Because think about it. What is the number one source of food? Fear energy. So as long as you're afraid of the whole, I mean, they've got to take me seriously. If you start laughing at them, that you're totally the disabling them. You have to take them seriously, and they can. You can only take them seriously if you're afraid of them. You stop being afraid of them. Oh, oh, okay. this person's not afraid of me. That's not good. Well, Fauci <laughs> a good example of that, Walt, because you know he's back. <laughs> oh, he, he from, from the morgue or from the cemetery? I don't know. It doesn't even look like him. Um, but he came back and he's uh, he was on, I think, CNN, and he's telling people, uh, you know, well, if the CDC recommends masking, you know, they can't they can't mandate it, but they can recommend it. And the, even the CNN guy saying, I don't know how many people are out there, but there's an awful lot of people out there saying that the masks never worked. Right. And, you know, challenging Fauci and Fauci just, you know. Oh well, those those studies aren't real. <laughs> but well, the people... like t today I saw this lady getting out of a store and into her car, and she's wearing this elaborate mask. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't d determine what was it. It looked like a cross between a, a surgical mask, but it had like m multiple angles to it, and it was all black. She, <laughs> I thought. Is she like a character from a video game? It just looked so laughable. Plus well, being totally black. I saw. So. I was out uh, picking up the garbage bins and bringing them in, and this young man on a, one of those motorized scooter thingies, the, the foot things, you know, they've got electrified, I forget what they called them, but you just stand on it and it, it goes. And he's going down the street and he's got a mask on. <laughs> okay. Okay.
But no, um, the people that were talking about Fauci showing up on that uh, Sunday, that one of them said, everybody knows you don't want to be in a Sunday show. Nobody listens to you. And they all started laughing. And, you know, it's like they were laughing at Fauci. Was it the original or one of the clones? It's hard to tell. All I know is that the Fauci that started out always wore his glasses. Now you see Fauci without glasses. Did he get contact lenses? Or is it, you know, somebody else? I, I don't know. I mean, I saw Nancy Pelosi, well, I don't know, last week, and it didn't look anything like her. She either went through a, a facelift that was just astounding, or, I mean, it doesn't even look like her. Maybe these guys, they have so much power and so much money there, they have uh, free access to med beds. It's my understanding the med beds can actually change you completely. Well, to change it, your age, change everything. It could be because I, I was I was really stunned. It didn't, you know, because I couldn't even look at the woman. She was so ugly. <laughs> you know, and I'm looking at her and I'm going, "Where's the ugliness?" So, if, so, so that means that if you were the the master of uh, Air Force, you wouldn't you wouldn't let her enlist <laughs> because the Air Force only I, wants sexy I, I, women. No, 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 no. <laughs> this was Pelosi got to looking so evil and so <laughs> awful. I mean, she was oh, oh good. I don't even want to think about her. I like the new one. <laughs> I'm not sure what she was saying because I don't look at. I've learned not to listen to the Pelosi, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So, um, see what I mean about that? You give that, you give Walton a, 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 just a subject. Well, he brought it up even, Dolly. <laughs> yeah, but I heard voices from both of you. Say again? I heard both of you talking. Well, I have to keep him going, Dolly. Oh, oh okay. You, don't, <laughs> don't you know that, don't you know the captain is innocent? At all times. Yes, yes, I yes. know that. Yeah, I never course. doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> They're both gone, Pelosi and Fauci. They, that's not. They're gone. That's pretense. So this is a copy. This latest one. Well, not a very good copy. Hmm. It's a it's an actor who is playing that role, or it. I don't I don't think they're cloning anymore. I think they're just doing actors. The yeah, was one, one. Oh, sorry. Well, the one that stands out is Shift, because those wide those eyes of his that were so wide all the time. This the new shift, and this has been for a while. Does not have those those crazy ass big eyes. Did, didn't Matthew say that the cloning facilities have been all disabled? That's I what mean, I heard. Too. I, it, I heard. It, it was one of the casualties of the Ukraine war. They got rid of all the cloning facilities. I think even before that, they were attacking. I, I mm. remember something with, uh, you know, some of the. I'm trying to think of what is uh, gene D uh, decode. 
I think I was hearing that from Gene Decode, kind of people. It might not have been him, but the people that were talking about the dumbs and all that. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. So, Dolly, what was it that you were going to bring up? Oh, I'd rather wait till the second hour uh, so it'll give me more time, but um, I I have something else if you can, if you want that. Whatever. Hold on. I have to open this up. Let's open this up. Copy. Uh, copy. Put that down and open this up. And I will also copy this, I mean, paste this into the uh, chat room. So you all can have it for later if you want, maybe. Paste. Here it comes in the chat room. Okay, now this is seven surprising uses for aluminum foil. And I found this to be quite interesting. So, of course, I'm going to share it with y'all. This store cupboard staple might be more useful than you think. Aluminum foil is one of those kitchen items most people have laying around. It's Great for lining trays and covering food, plus it's recyclable, which is an added bonus. But when it comes to using it outside of the usual ways, it often gets overlooked. As a very thin metal sheet, aluminum foil... Sorry, I I lost my breath. As a very thin metal sheet... Aluminum foil has a unique set of properties that mean it's foldable, scrunchable, and can be molded into virtually any shape. Yet, it's easy to cut and tear, whilst also being rigid enough to hold its shape. It's an inexpensive material with potentially hundreds of uses, but still... We shove it in a kitchen drawer and only get it out when we want to stop something browning too much in the oven. With that in mind, (laughs) with that in mind, we put together a list of seven uses you may not have thought of. But in actual fact, there are many ways to use aluminum foil if you start thinking outside of the general day-to-day kitchen uses. You'll be using it all around the house before you know it. And here's how. Number one, sharpen scissors. Did you ever think of that? Over time, just like your kitchen knives, scissor blades dull and don't cut quite so well. Some scissor manufacturers offer a sharpening service, or if you can buy a scissor sharpening tool but if you don't have these and need to extend the life of your scissors try this trick take a large sheet of foil and fold it into a piece that's six layers thick but still longer than the blade of your scissors then cut 
into the six-layer foil using the full blade of the scissors. You'll need to cut into the foil around 10 times. So make sure you account for this when folding the foil. You can test the sharpness of the scissors and do it a few more times if needed. Okay, strictly speaking, the scissors don't get sharpened by the aluminum foil. But when you cut into the foil, the blades are honed and cleaned. And afterwards, they perform better and sharper and feel sharper. It's a temporary but effective fix. You can use aluminum foil for knives if you need to sharpen your knives. <laughs> okay. Number two, use to scrub stubborn dirt. If you don't have any scrub pads or steel scourers, you can create an effective scrubbing tool using aluminum foil. But even if you do have a scrubber, this is a great option for super dirty jobs that would ruin your dishwashing scrubber and destine it to the trash. All you need to do is simply scrunch a sheet of foil into a ball and get scrubbing. Use it for tasks like removing the grime from your greasy barbecue grill. I never would have thought of that. Because those are the things you really don't want to clean. You just take the scrunkled up foil out there and clean your grill with it. And, and then you can throw that away. I think that's pretty cool. Anyway, let me go on. Use it for tasks like removing the grime from your greasy barbecue grill. It can also work on the racks in your oven. And use this method to remove caked on, caked or burnt on food from stainless steel pots or cast iron skillets. But it's too harsh for non-stick coatings, so avoid using it on these. However, if we can feel quite wasteful to scrunch up brand new foil to use for cleaning, so why not keep a stash of lightly used foil? Like foil that was used to wrap some food or cover a pie, but is only lightly soiled. Give it a quick wipe and store it in your cleaning cupboard for when you need to make an emergency scrubber. That's an excellent idea, too, that I'm going to take advantage of. Uh, here's number whoop, number three. Improvise an unusual shape cake pan. And this can give you ideas for making a shape for other things. Let's see. If you've ever made a fun-shaped cake for a child's birthday, you'll know baking a huge rectangular cake to cut into the desired cartoon character number or sports emblem can be incredibly wasteful. Likewise, buying a cake pan in a specific shape that you're unlikely to ever use again is also wasteful. Like if you buy a rabbit pan because you're going to make a rabbit cake for Easter. And then you never use it again until maybe next year if you remember it. <laughs> that That's my saying. But you did you know 
You can use foil to create the shape you need within a larger cake tin on a tray or in a flat roasting tin. <clears throat> it's a great way to take to bake a cake in whatever shape you like without investing in a new cake pan <laughs> or cutting out a larger cake and wasting loads. To do this, double up some heavy-duty aluminum foil and fold it into a long rectangle that's about the depth of the cake pan. The length you need will depend on the size and shape of the cake. Then fashion it into the shape you want the cake to be. You can use a stapler to join the two ends together if needed. I suggest you use that very gently. This will act as the sides of your cake pan. You, you can sit it on a flat tray to make it easy to move in and out of the oven. But you'll also need to line it with a further piece of foil to make a bottom and stop the cake batter pouring out underneath before it's cooked. Uh, top tip. If you need rigid straight lines like when creating a star shape, you can wrap the foil around some graham crackers to help create a stable shape. Ah! Now, see, isn't that freaking nifty? I'm loving this. That's why I had to share it with you. I just love it so much. Number four, polish silver. Oh, I always hated that. Oh, my gosh, I hated it. I had to do that when I was a kid, and it was the most god-awful chore. Okay, I'm going to relax from that. The easy way to remove the tarnish from silver is to line a dish with aluminum foil shiny side up. Add enough boiling water to cover your silver jewelry. Then for every one cup of water, add one tablespoon baking soda. Leave to soak for around 30 minutes and then buff away the dirt and tarnish with a clean lint-free cloth. Note, avoid using this method on silver jewelry that contains stones or pearls as it could damage the jewelry, the, the stones and the pearls. Now, if we had that kind of silverwares anymore in our household, that's what I would do. But you see, I don't have it, so I don't have to do anything to it. <laughs> that's how much I hated doing it. Number five, make a funnel. <coughs> Even if you own funnels, it's common to find yourself needing a bigger or smaller funnel for a specific task. But you can make an improvised funnel by rolling a couple of layers of, alu of aluminum foil into a cone shape that's the exact size you need. Furthermore, this is a great option if you're using the funnel for a particular particularly greasy or messy product, since you can just toss the foil funnel into the trash once you're done. I love being able to do that. Number six. Now, I never would have thought of this one. Well, I wouldn't have thought of several of them. Use it when decorating. 
and they're showing paint cans and selections of paints and paintbrushes. There are a few helpful ways to use aluminum foil when you're decorating your home. <laughs> if you're tackling the painting yourself, don't fork out for expensive disposable plastic liners for your roller tray. Line it with the foil instead. <laughs> then you can use that sucker over and over. Let's see. You can also wrap wet paintbrushes in foil if you're stopping for a coffee break. And some people like to wrap some foil around the top of a paint can when tipping the paint out. This helps keep the can clean, and you can even fashion a little lip to catch any drips. Lastly, foil can be used to protect areas you don't want to get paint on. The beauty in using foil around things, like doorknobs, is that it can be molded to cover and protect these awkward-shaped parts. I love that! I used to paint all the time and, and was using the the frickin' uh, uh, tape, paint tape, and taping all the windows and all the handles and all. Now you can just put the put the tin foil on there and around things like the door handles and not worry. Throw it away. I love it. Let's see, number seven. Now, I, I never would have thought this. Scare away birds. Some people find that strips of aluminum foil hung on a tree or next to a veggie patch can help to scare away birds. The effectiveness will depend on how bold the birds are in your garden and how badly they want to munch on your crops or fruit trees. But if you're having problems with birds eating all your homegrown goodies, this harmless method of scaring them away is worth a shot. Now that's my seven suggestions. What, what about number eight? Number eight? Yeah. I thought I had seven. Well, there... Number eight, building an aluminum helmet for your head to protect your thoughts from Wi-Fi and EMF. Oh, Walt. <laughs> 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 Don't tell me you think you didn't think about it. <laughs> I didn't think about it. Oh. <laughs> Marshall, Marshall. I I think I never had that thought to do that. All I thought was, oh, stupid ass people. What the heck? They didn't believe in woo woo like I do. I guess. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, Infinite says. I use aluminum foil for wrapping presents. I did that one year, too. It's good for reflecting light from grow lights when growing seeds inside. See, there's so many, so many uses of this tinfoil. Well, I was astounded with uh, when I visited my family in Argentina years ago uh, because they know about uh, aluminum foil. In fact, they sell it in stores. But they absolutely didn't know that it protects your your uh, food from freezer, freezer burn. You know, when you wrap meat products or any other thing 
which are frozen, where you with which you are on the freezer, you, it uh, by wrapping it in a, in aluminum foil, you don't get freezer burn. The, the food lasts longer; it doesn't get ruined. But they I were, didn't know that. Yeah, they were putting their stuff in plastic bags. I said, "This is no good. You just use aluminum foil. Then it protects all your food products from freezer burn, so it, it lasts longer because it gets protected." So what you do is you take the meat out of the package it comes in. Yeah. From the store, and you put it right on the foil and wrap it, right? Exactly. So it's protected. It's not, I don't know how it, it changes the quality of the cold. I don't know what it does, but I, I know it protects the meat from getting the freezer burn. Well, that's why we call it freezer burn, because it burns the meat. I don't think you should put it on the, the foil itself, because the foil is metal. That's yeah, what I was wondering, yeah. yeah you, you can save the plastic, but you can just wrap the plastic in foil. Yeah, wrap it. Wrap it. The, the foil is, you know, as much as this is a good idea and stuff, it that foil, according to Derek and others, um, as soon as you start touching it, you're actually getting metal in on your hands. Aluminum oxide. Yeah. Because it oxidizes incredibly fast. So will well, it wash off? Yeah, it'll yeah. wash off, but oh, people okay. don't think about it. I mean, I, I, I you know, ha, you know, now they've got all these bags of everything. Everything that's some kind of a, a snack is in these aluminum foil bags, and those things are not good. Not good at all. I cut down on a lot of snacks because they were all in that stuff, and and. The story is, I, I, you know, okay, yeah, well, you got to take some kind of hit when you're out in this world. You know, it's got all sorts of toxins, so I wasn't really concerned about it until I'm, I'm Derek's doing a sort of a, just a checkup on me, and he's looking at me, and he says, there's something about your hands. I said, what? And he said, I don't know. They're all orange. Oh. I said, my hands look orange to you. And he said, yeah. He said, um... Maybe it's some kind of a snack thing, he said, but it, it's telling me that you're getting something toxic on your hands. And I didn't know what he was talking about, but no sooner did I hang up from him than I went in the kitchen and saw the box of uh, Petridge Farms little fishies, the gold fishies. And I opened up that thing, and sure enough, the entire interior of it was covered with that foil. That, that foil. I'd never really looked, I didn't go beyond that. But the fact that he, he, would, he even told me, he said, whatever it is, is yellow and orange, the container. And I just didn't tweak when he was telling me, but as soon as I went in the kitchen, I saw it. So that, that I mean, if he could pick that up, how would he know I was eating a whole bunch of these things? I mean, like a lot of them, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, yeah, you have to be careful of that. But did you click on the, there's extra information on aluminum foil. Uh, there's three links below what you just read. No, I didn't. Yeah, and one of them is uh, how do you use aluminum foil to keep the heat out? And a while back, I was uh, having trouble with my air conditioner, but the humidity was outrageous. And so I felt like there's so much, because I've had this happen with other air conditioners, it... it the humidity is actually coming out of the air because the dew point is so high. And so, you know, it's like 
these drops that were coming out of the, I, and I tell Sandy, I got the dang thing is leaking. I mean, it's doing this. And she said, well, it's right over that window, right? And I said, yeah. And she said, why don't you get some aluminum foil and put it over the window? She said, that's an, that's an old fashioned Miami way of, you'd see the, the aluminum foil on the windows during the summertime because the sunlight hits the foil and reflects off and you don't have the heat build up from your windows which side oh lord i don't know it probably tells you in the article but it's kind of long i don't see how it would matter i don't um, either. when you uh, look at well which side at, of the window are you asking or which side of the foil the foil because one side uh, is super shiny the other is matte that so one matter. one side is more reflective. So if you're yeah. reflecting the sunlight out, then you would want the shi the shiny side facing out, therefore reflecting the the light out. Yeah, I see where that would matter, dear. <laughs> Very interesting. So was that a, a good thing that I did that I read, or should I stop looking at things like that? No. No, don't stop. Okay. I love these things. I do too. <laughs> That's why I had to share it. <laughs> and you got it through the break here. I'm going to um, to play. What am I going to play? What do you want to hear, Dolly? Oh, you know, I love, uh, I came to sing, or I love Rainbow, Over the Rainbow. Or... All right, Over the Rainbow's there. Let's do that. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine, cosmic silver nugget. Bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Scalar Energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of the show possible. And who are they, Arnie? I'll tell you. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. They have crystals, polished rocks, clothing, jewelry, candles, incense, shungite gifts, and more. Mystical Wares is the home of the shungite beehives, and that means yummy honey. You can get a live video or a session. Now that sounds like a lot of fun, but even more fun and coming soon, and this is very exciting for martini heads, they will open up Bigfoot's Den, a family-friendly joint with coffee, with alcoholic beverages, dining, dancing, pizzas, huge cinnamon rolls, pool, darts, karaoke, and Lord only knows what else. And that's going to be downtown in the city of Cedro Woolley, the gateway to the North Cascades. 
So go to mysticalwares.com and check it out. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. And jolly lovely people they are too. And who knows, you might get to meet Sasquatch at Bigfoot's Den. All things are possible in this new world that's coming to be. And welcome back to Cosmic Reality on September 5th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me as well, Silva and Dolly Howard. I'm assuming you guys are back or Dolly probably didn't leave. Nope, I didn't leave. I love that song. And besides, I didn't have the energy to leave. <laughs> no, I, 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 words you pronounced wrong two What? Five words you pronounced wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot to mute the mic. Oh, it was Walt. I didn't know where it came from. I thought I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That ghostly guy that we get every now and then. <laughs> so, um, Dolly, what was the uh, subject you wanted to talk about? Oh, uh, well, it, it, Walt, listen to me, Walt. You gotta let me read it all the way through and then make comments, okay? All right. All right. Um, but, uh, well, let me tell them what happens on Friday night, and then it this that leads into this. <clears throat> Friday night, I had another heart attack, and it was a bad one. But I stayed home because I refused to go to the hospital until I'm gonna die. So, um, I I kept it to myself. I told them that the next day, and so I've been doing a lot of bed rest. Because that's what you'd have to do after you have the heart attack. That's why they keep you in the hospital for so long. Because they don't even let you get up and go potty. But I wanted to stay home and do it. So here I am since Friday night to this night. Tuesday night? This this night? But I had all this time of quietness. And, and time to to think. Or not think, just time for me, time for me with God, time for me and my angels. So here is uh, what I came up with because I asked God tonight before the show, like an hour before the show, please let me come up with some things that, uh, that mean something to some people not just me, and uh, let me be able to share some of myself with the people because I would like to leave some of myself behind when I do go home. Here's what it is. I say life is eternal. Why? Who makes up the scenarios we choose to take part in? Why are these scenarios made up? And why do we choose to participate in them? Is it always the same beings who travel together and participate in the different scenarios? Is there a group who are designated as the overseers? Do they have the power to change the scripts? Is my posse considered to be 
the directors of the parts that I am in are the members of the popcorn group, the writers, is my posse, my personal entourage to make sure I'm in the right places with the right people and or beings at the right times with the proper words of the particular script I'm in being said and played out in the desired ways, do we intermingle in the varied scripts with beings from different planets? Do we get to travel to different planets to participate in their scripts? Do we become different beings, as in take on bodysuits of the inhabitants of the other planets? Do all the questions that I just asked mean that I am doubting the existence of God? Heavens no. Goodness no. I'm excited to go back in God's presence where he lives, my true home. I'm just curious now that I have the opportunity to sit quietly. I have time to go within myself to think or not think. To feel or not feel, to wonder or not wonder, to talk with God and hear what he says to me, to be able to be, be like boy E, to be able to be, to not have a burning desire to think I have to know the answers, to know that I'm doing exactly what I'm here to do at this moment in time. And if I sidestep to know that my angels are here for me, to help me. I've been given this time to be able to slow down and know and feel that I'm very much loved by God. The universe, Mother Earth, the angels, the posse, the popcorn group, and all the other beings and spirits who are participating in this exciting time. I'm learning that love does conquer evil. I love you all who are in this script with me, and I do feel and appreciate the love from those of you who are, who do and are sending back love to me. We are in it together whether you want to believe it or not. And that's my thoughts. Okay, y'all can talk now. Well, I think you probably voiced a lot of things that a lot of people don't get, don't give themselves the time to think about. What, what, what answers did you get back? Well, I didn't get answers back. What? I was just, that's what I wonder. I'm not looking for them to give me the answers. I'm here to learn. But these are questions that I have. And these are questions that I hope I do learn. But I don't want somebody to just give me the answer. Then why the heck am I here if I'm not going to learn? Well, what do you think? What's your opinion of the questions that you asked? What's the answers from your side point? 
for, for your viewpoint. Well, I think I have time left where I can delve into some of these answers. Uh, like take one question at a time and explore it with whatever entity or spirit comes to me and we can look at it and talk about it. And so uh, I just haven't done that yet. Well, why don't you start with question one? Give us question one and we'll talk about it. Cool. Life is eternal. Why? Who makes up the scenarios we choose to take part in? Why are these scenarios made up and why do we choose to participate in them? So that would be a good question for the well, first. That was a single question? I thought it were multiple questions. Well, it was. <laughs> Life is eternal. Why? Because energy doesn't grow old. It doesn't. It changes form, but it never grows old. So that makes it eternal by default. Okay, answer to first question. Now what's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who made up the energy to start with? That just rose. That question just came in my head. You know how he calls me captain and you the marshal? Uh -huh. <laughs> we should call him the guru. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to answer that one, sir? Uh-huh. Who makes well, up the energy? Who made the energy to begin with? Why does it, why did it need it? Why does it need to be made? What what if it always was? This this concept of beginnings and end, it's a human thing. We are we are very attached to the beginnings and endings of things. We we find it very difficult to accept that things can be forever because nobody gives us a good reason but because we are on earth and here we are we are we are attached to this business of starting and ending starting and ending uh this began this day and it ended him and well the universe doesn't have it's not attached to that this business of beginning and ending is like for example, um, when you uh, take a look at official science and they, they say, oh, everything is going to an, an, end, of, an, entro an end of entropy, uh, so everything is winding down to nothingness. So, you know, the, the universe began with this great, what was it, the big bang, and then it'll wind down to nothingness. So the concept, they're deeply attached. In fact, they're invested, their their whole careers, all their PhDs are connected to this notion of beginnings and ends. But when you uh, get into conversation with, with these spiritual masters, and I bet you a lot of them are on the other side, there is no such th thing as beginning and end. The universe is a toroidal field that it's constantly ending and f ending and starting at the same time. Part of it is ending, and at the same time, the other at the other end is is beginning. So there is no end. The same the same way that energy 
that cannot be destroyed. It always exists. Well, the same goes for the universe. There's no such thing as, oh, the universe started on this year, blah, 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 and it's going to end on the year, blah, blah, blah. No, that's that's a human thing because humans are so attached to that. But the universe is constantly beginning and st- uh, ending and, and beginning. That's why it goes into through the center and it comes out the other end. It's an unending story. Yeah. And we're trapped in a in a universe where the stories that we tell always end in well always mostly end in and they lived happily ever after. Yeah, another human thing we we're you know, so touched to that. <laughs> What's the happy ever after? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. To me, to me, it's an unending story, and the beauty of it is that it's an unending story because it continually morphs. If you if you get to a point where you go like, "Oh, I get it," then because you got it, you just energized a whole new scenario, and it's like now it starts anew. I mean, how many times have the Industrial Revolution? Okay. Everybody is is in a reality where it's small, it's towns, it's, you know, hands-on to make anything, you know. And then all of a sudden, you get these big, huge, monstrous buildings that are producing all sorts of wonders that led us into the Industrial Revolution. That's a paradigm change. The information... Uh, whatever information world we're in now is another paradigm. It's always morphing. It's, it's never the same world ever from day to day. Because it's not a circle. It's a spiral. It, it, it's, it's, it's not def- a circle. It's a constantly it's spiraling outward bigger and bigger. But it, it's, it's not a circle. A lot of people say, oh, no, the time is a circle. No, it's not a circle because it if if it were a circle, it would go back to where it started. It doesn't go back to where it started. It keeps moving forward. That's why it's, it's a spiral. It keeps. It and, and that and that's that's the same thing you see in the solar system. You know, we see ourselves going around the sun. So every June twenty fourth, I'm back to where I started. It's my birthday, and then we start around the sun again. But that's not true because. You, you, the sun is traveling through the through the galaxy. Yeah. So it's not traveling in circles. None of us are traveling in circles. There exactly. is a spiral movement in the 3D world. Mm-hmm. So why isn't it a spiral movement in all versions of life? It is. It's a spiral movement. So it. That's why we don't go back to the same point. We are. We go. It's going to be. We are. We are back in the same point in the sense as, as to possession, but your your up is it, it, your vibration is higher. It's 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 like the movement of the yugas through the ages, where you have that uh, twenty five thousand year old cycle. Yeah, you go through that twenty five thousand year cycle, but you don't go back to where you were. It's you're 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 moving forward. You you're you're because you're traveling through space. You're not stuck in a corner. Just repeating everything like a like a broken record. No, it just keeps moving forward. Well, I think the, the whole purpose of everything is just to experience. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in our lifetime. I mean, I, 
how many people do you do you know or you've seen who live but did they ever live you know they went through life but did they ever live well uh, <laughs> you remind me of what i I had to bite my tongue because I, I wasn't in my house. I wasn't. I was in the house of the uh, my my boss's uh, my ex boss in New York. Uh, his uh, his synagogue was a client of ours, so we, we serviced the computers. So among the the customers was uh, uh, his cantor, and I every so often I would go to his house and take care of something in the computer. So one time I went there to service his computer and I was sitting in the same room where the cantor, the cantor's brother and the two parents were there. They were discussing what they were going to say as a eulogy because the, the grandmother had passed away. So all these four people are talking amongst themselves. What can they say about this woman? And and they're and I was there for maybe two hours because I was doing things on the computer and making changes and doing servicings. So quite a bit of time passed, and all they came up with is that uh, she had a great uh, gefilte fish uh, <laughs> recipe and that she was a great shopper. And I'm oh. saying this in this woman lived however long she lived. She and I don't know if she was 70 or 80 when she passed. And all she did in her life is uh, she got a great recipe for gefilte fish and she was a great shopper. Then she's not dead. How could she die if she never lived? Really? I, like, heard, oh. but I, I heard somebody said say once that the only goal you should have in life that your memory brings a smile. <laughs> you know, and and to me, that's it. You know, none of this has anything to do with anybody else. It has to do with the individual person learning, experiencing. And if you're learning and you're experiencing, and and you make people smile, you're you're finding the you're looking at the good in life the joy in life the blissfulness in life that's there yeah there's a lot of crap that surrounds everything but you know how some people i got my sister mary doesn't matter what what's happening she's she's sailing through it and one and people oftentimes will say oh mary she's not, she she doesn't get anything you know because she's always basically sweet and charming and and joyful and um so they, they, you know, it's like she doesn't have any heart. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's so weird how they look at her. You know, it's like she doesn't understand life because she maintains this personality of, of that makes people smile when you think about her. I'll tell you that. And you know, and I'm like looking at these people saying that, and I'm going like, wow, that's that's just too bad. You think about her that way. So one day, I'm I, I'm talking to her about something and something something and she said to me you know i understand that people think i'm a goody two-shoes and that i don't have any understanding of the bad in life she says i choose not to look at it i look at it but then i look away i don't need to to feed my life my experiences with that kind of stuff so i just fill my thoughts and my 
life with the things that make me joyful and make the people around me joyful. So it wasn't that she was an idiot. She had made a, a profound decision in her life to continually look towards the good instead of the bad. And you and you have to take responsibility for the reality you live and the reality you make for yourself. So that's exactly what she's doing. She's taking responsibility and she's living the reality that she chooses, not what because unfortunately we go through this life and we never get to live our lives. We have to live what okay, what the grandparents say or what the parents say or what your neighbor says or you never you never get to live your life because you're listening to everybody else who thinks they know. It's like I disliked my grandparents so much because the first word, words out of their mouth was, what you have to do is, what you have to, is like, the first thing is, oh, what I have to do is what, so w when do I get to do what I want to do? When, when, if, I, if I'm constantly doing what you say I should do, when do I get to live my life? So that's a very unique thing that your, your sister takes responsibility and she's living the life that she chooses. That we should all be doing that, not just one yeah. or two people. <laughs> yeah, you know, and instead of people looking at her as a, you know, a beacon of, of something you should, you know, emulate, she, they, they, they put her down. You know, and so then you look at their lives and what are their lives? They're full of drama. <laughs> you know, Mary's got two daughters that married men that are just wonderful wonderful sons-in-laws i mean you you couldn't want better for these two guys for her daughters one of her daughters is a nurse and nurse practitioner and the other one's a doctor and you know her husband is you know she'll tell you you know he he has a lot of faults <laughs> but she she deals with them and she doesn't let the things that he does, which would drive me nuts, get get to her. It, you know, she'll just say, ah, that's rich, you know. And so I just find, I mean, she's the only one of the girls that I talk to. And I, I always, it's not like I have any kind of, every once in a while we have some kind of a profound kind of conversation. But basically just talking to her about what is her life filled with. Well, right now she's managed to retire and her daughter who lives just down the street from her has three kids that Mary basically is helping bring, bring up. She babysits for them every day. But she, she is given the opportunity because this is the way she's thinking, this is the way reality should be. And so every day she goes and she gives love to these children the children are growing wonderfully they give the love back i mean she's in a love fest all the time but she's the one that created this wonderful environment that she lives in she's extraordinarily happy and the reason i don't talk to my other sisters is because they're doom and gloom <laughs> but they're the normal ones they're the that's normal you should be you should be concerned about all the things that are going bad and back and bad in the world. Yeah. So what was that question that we were answering there, Holly? <laughs> She's asleep. <laughs> I. It's a. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can. 
Let's see who makes up What's the matter with Doc. Why is he all crazy? Somebody's at the door. Oh, is Annette home or are you alone? She's home. Oh, uh, you just have to ignore him. I've done everything I could to keep you from hearing him, but I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm asking. Walt, he says the universe is the universe, and this is the way I heard it. And uh, it goes on forever. So, okay, when we wake up in the morning, what gives us incentive to get up and do things? I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that I thought sense. you had to right now. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's what gets me up in the morning. <laughs> so there's the answer. You have to take care of the body. No. So what takes you to your next steps after you go to the bathroom? I got to feed the cats and the dog. So who told you that that's a chore that you have to do for them? I chose it. How did you know to choose it? They came to my yard and said help. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got, I've got no option. Well, you, you have know? options. Not when it's animals. The animals <clears throat> can say, I need help. If it's a human being, I'll say, it's not my problem. You always have choices whether you like it or not. Right. But I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, you see, I think that I think that human beings are in the same position I'm in, in that it's your life. You've got to make the decisions that make your life go. You want to decide not to do anything just to, you know, go to the job, come back, never think, never ask a question and never discuss anything. I mean, we're ha we have discussions on a regular basis on these shows that the vast majority of unawake human beings never even think about it's beyond their capacity and we that's, that's that. not living I, I i'm sorry but that's not, that's I, not I, you know the fact what? that you come up with those questions dolly yes is is you're living you're 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 engaged in even though you're not in you know the best of health you're still engaged with living and you wonder about these things because that's part of the life experience. But there are people, I swear, they're like background people because they just don't. And you know this because you meet somebody and, and all of a sudden you're in a conversation that is kind of like out there. They haven't thought about it. Not, not talking politics. I'm just talking about the questions that you asked. And these people... They go silent and they walk away and find something else to do. They don't want to engage. <laughs> Am I right? <clears throat> In thinking makes them hurt, their head hurt. They don't, they don't want to, their hurts, their heads to hurt. Right. So. Right. How can, how can anyone go through life without wondering about stuff? Uh, you would be surprised. In fact, they get they get angry if you try to get them involved in you, like you try to make them think about something. They get angry with you. 
Yeah. How dare you tell me to think about that? I don't want to think about that. Get, get away from here. <laughs> their, eyes will, their eyes will go glassy. Sometimes they'll roll in the top of their heads. And then they abruptly will leap. I mean, it's just, I've, I, it happens to me all the time. Why? It can be because, like on Nancy's uh, mailman. Who got yeah, out. I ran into him. I ran he got into a turret and wouldn't stop. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy, this guy, you guys know the story. He he went off on me. He was complaining. I said I I tried to, I tried not to interact with him because he's a little bit intense, and you know so. But anyway, he 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 kind of bushwhacked me, and it was like, oh hi, how are you? How's everything going? And he said, uh, oh my aunt's dying, and this one's dying, and that one's dying. And because he was, you know, ask, telling me this, and it, it, I was just interested in his perspective on it. And I said, were these people vaccinated? And I wasn't trying to tell him anything. I was really asking a question. He went off on me. He was still screaming when I was all the way back to my house. Right? <laughs> so I've been able to manage not to see this guy for how long has it been? Six months, nine months, right? And I was out there doing the garbage pails. And all of a sudden, you know, he was like there. Because what he did, I didn't see his, his car thing. I saw it down, you know, I thought he'd gone by me. But he saw me and he came back. And he was, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. It was like he doesn't remember, you know, that the last time you were the ruder, one of the ruder people I've ever met in my life. You know, he did just, it wipes out. You know, because and I can understand he was stressed out and I asked him a question that really bothered him. Because if you got that kind of a reaction and he's calling me an idiot because I believe in this stuff. No, I didn't say I was believing in it. I asked you a question. You're the one that believes in it because you're the one that went nuts. Because <laughs> you've taken the shot, too. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there. These people have all sorts of ways of not really engaging in life. Background people. Bots. I used to call them bots. They just... You're wasting your time talking to them. So be nice to them. You know? Like you would... Love blanket them. Yeah, 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 you know? But, no, an animal comes and they ask me for help. I, I'm... You know, I I think of myself as being a caretaker for Gaia, and Gaia's got a lot of babies. And I also feel that I wouldn't have these babies if there wasn't some reason for it. Uh, you know, just they they give me so much love. I mean, by myself here with no animals around. I'd probably be very happy. I'd be talking to the fairies and doing gardening and stuff. But the, the interaction that you get with these animals, and the more you do it, the more profound you realize that their their lives are as deep as ours. I don't think of human beings as superior to them. I certainly well, think... Isn't that our... Species. Isn't that our main job on this earth? To be a protectors of nature? We are the steward. We're, doesn't it say somewhere in the in the Bible, even though I've never read it, that 
man is the steward of the of the earth. It's just his job. It man. It doesn't mean that he owns the earth and the and nature and all the animals that he can kill and eat them as as many as he wants. No, it means that he's supposed to take care of that earth. That's his job, because he knows how to. He can do what what the animals cannot do. So that's that's that he's the steward of the earth to protect it. So can you think of a of a more sacred job? That's the best job on earth on the universe. <laughs> well, I I I just feel bad for people that I, I mean I look at my sisters and and they're they're always borderline drama queens and they're always there's always something bothering them except for mary you know hey mary how you doing and it's like even if she even if she says oh something you know this happened to somebody she she gives you the punchline so and so died but she's not gonna talk about the fact that they died she's going to talk about the fact that they lived you know she's going to immediately go to and it, it that person was so funny that she starts telling stories about the joy that 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 person brought into her life whereas if it was any one of my sisters they they'd say well you know she was married to a, to a terrible person you know right away they're going to go to the negative side of the version of that story i don't know why they do it I've watched them do it. Well, and, and, that's the same thing. It, 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 it's obvious that your your sister is the reincarnation of a very powerful bedroom because they didn't care for death because they knew that you you keep coming back. So why why even bother? They, they're not focused on death. I think. Well, she's she goes. You know, she's been a Catholic for a long time, although. Let me put it this way. She's been a spiritual person following the Catholic path. But right now, she's not happy with the Catholic Church at all. Um, the things that, that they're doing out there, because what people don't maybe realize is that when this pedophilia by the priests started happening, they started suing. And the church here in the United States is financially in ruins because they've had to pay so many of these young people uh, for being abused by priests. So a while back, I mean like 10 years, more than 10 years, they began to sell off the churches because they needed the money from the real estate in order to pay off these uh, court cases that they had. And my sister, uh, Lori, her and her husband, they had a wonderful church. It was just, you know, a great deal of joy for them. And we had a lot of, you know, weddings and baptisms and confirmations in that church. It was just a beautiful church. But they started consolidating. In other words, they would tells the a congregation, well, we're not going to have you going to this church. You've got to go, you know, five miles away down the road to the next Catholic church. 
And inevitably, that next Catholic church was in an environment that wasn't as expensive real estate. So she and her husband, not so much her, but her husband, they would go down to the church. There was volunteers from the congregation. They would go down to the church every single day and sleep at the church. Because if there was a person in the church, they couldn't, it's some legal thingy they got into. If there was somebody in the church, they couldn't start the proceedings to essentially dismantle the uh, congregation. And they went on, it was years that he was doing this. Years. And finally they gave up. And the church was sold. And, you know, I don't know what church they go to or what they do anymore. And then Mary ran into the same thing where the church that she had been going to has been consolidated. They got like five churches they're trying to make the congregations come together. And that's not the way it works. You know, the people that come together in a congregation, even if it's under the same church, they're all different. They all have their own uniqueness to them. So she's, uh, and, and also she began to question uh, the finances. You know, it seemed like something was not quite kosher, as they say, with the finances of the church. But she's uh, real disheartened, you know, by, by the changes that she's seen. So, yeah, that's a little insight. I, I didn't know that until, you know, I started. Well, I, I knew that about my sister Lori's church, but I didn't realize Mary was running into the same things. And it's it's sad because it's not it's not the Catholic Church. It's the congregation, the people that became a, a family type thing. You knew everybody. You had history together. You'd go to the funerals. You'd go to the weddings, you know, all that. And now it's just everybody's kind of scattered to the winds. Dolly. Yes. Do you have another question or do you want to comment on anything? No, I, was, I was contemplating on churches and how they, they really, they got exposed for what they're doing in the, and People started bailing. Uh, uh, even even <clears throat> the church that I was raised in, Church of Christ. Um, I seemed to p pick it up. I was one of the first to say, I don't need this shit. This isn't God. This isn't what I think of as religion. This is man controlling man. Man wanting more. More money. Put more money in the in the what do they call that dish you pass the. Uh, well, you know what I mean. Basket. Yeah. Put more money. We need more money for for a new roof. We need more money for this uh, new youth group we're starting. Uh, we need more money for the families who are uh, suffering from this tornado that just went through. Uh, yeah, right. And then you look at the, every year they put out the uh, <coughs> books, the record keeping, uh, the financial statement. And you look at the financial statement and figures don't add up. They're short 
in a lot of places. And I was seeing this stuff. And so I would ask um, the financial person, why? Why this and why that? And what in the heck is that? Uh, I started getting, you need to shut up and do what you're told. I said, in a church? Yes, God is telling you in the Bible here, read this verse. He's telling you this verse you have to do. And it's a verse where women have to be quiet because of something else going on. Uh, it has nothing to do with women need to be quiet, period. And uh, So this was a Nazi church? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was a non, non-spiritual church is what it was. This was a, a, a place to go for greedy beings who want power and money. And so it turned into not a God place, uh, more of a satanic place. And I couldn't take the feel of it. And, and when I was going through the divorce... I went to the minister, oh, you got to go minister for counseling, like he knows any more shit than I do about my marriage. And uh, so I, the one time I went, last time I went, I was talking about the peeping Tom issue, and he says, you need to just get yourself back in the house and do what your husband says. But, what? What? Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, you are not going to tell me what to do anymore. You don't have God in your heart. I will never come back to this place again. Don't bother calling me. Because they'd call, tell me what I need to be doing. <clears throat> so, how the hell did I get off into that? <laughs> because Nancy was talking about uh, things with the church. so that... Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. church things. So it's not just the Catholic church. It's <clears throat> churches in general from what I'm seeing. Even I saw um, a black man talking about the church and how the things I just said. And uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> And so it's not just, it's not even just white people churches. It's, just, it's different nationality churches. Muslim, um, uh, I can't think of right now, Jewish. Uh, all churches are involved. Um, there are some that I do sincerely believe that have maintained the spirituality of God in their gatherings. And that's the way I look at now, uh, gatherings of individuals. Um, so uh, I think it's a freaking shame. I, I don't like that our lives have, have come to this where everything is so exposed, but yet, I know it has to be because it has to be cleaned up. 
it just has to be cleaned up. And and I wish that we had a more powerful vacuum cleaner. Well, you know, maybe it's happening anyway, because when you look at politics and you look at the way the federal government and state governments and county governments have become so very powerful, and, you know, we know that the only probable solution to this is decentralization, the individual people, the voters, they've got to get engaged. They've got to begin to to work together. And like when you were talking, I'm thinking, well, no, this show, this this station is, in fact, a replacement for a church. All right. In that it's a community that has found each other that comes together on a regular basis to just sit in each other's space. And the difference between what we're doing at this level and that is that we're not organized except to give you a schedule to get together. We don't have an agenda. I mean, you, you've heard us enough times, you know, Walt will contradict me and I'll agree with the fact that he's right. We don't have any set dogma other than the search for information, the search for, for... In fact, that's what we want. The freedom yeah. to express ourselves. So what if we disagreed? What? Who says we're supposed to be ag- agreeing 100% on everything? Aren't we, but you know, learn. unique? Learn. Yeah. We're unique people with, you know, you have your way of thinking, I have my way of thinking and feeling, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a planet populated by clones Let's think think about a typical church, okay? So you got this pastor up there that is telling you, well, in my case, I walked out on the Catholic Church when somebody that was just a little bit older than I is telling me that I'm a sinner and I I need the church to be able to, you know, I said, oh, enough of this bullshit. And I walked out and never went back. And so, okay, so you got that kind of a guy up there, but you're in an environment where the people that are sitting listening to this guy go, oh, oh no, wait a minute, dude. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> you know, if the parishioners were engaging in the conversation, if he went at it and he said, you know, and gives us, you know, the, the list that Dolly gave us and said, let's talk about this. And the whole congregation could participate in discussing that question instead of listening to somebody tell you what it was. You know, that's that's where we need to be, that you have an environment where you can come together in a nurturing way to discuss the great questions of the universe. That's a spiritual group, not somebody standing up there telling you what to think and how to think and how to do it. And this is going to cost you this much because I just gave you that information. Well, that's that's poo. power over others. Yep, we don't, we're we're not we have enough of that. Thank you. <laughs> and I just don't understand that. I have such a I mean, I actually coined that. It's in cosmic reality because it came down to that. What is it that makes me different than them? Well, those guys want power over others, and I have absolutely no desire to have control over anybody except maybe where the cats and dogs pee. And shit. 
That's it. Otherwise, let's just live here together. I don't tell them how to to live. Well, sometimes. Don't go there. Don't do that. <laughs> but it's guidance. <laughs> you know, and they can't talk back to me. They can't engage. But I engage with them. I watch them. I learn from them. And if we all thought of life as being an experience to take learning from any place that there's somebody willing to give it to you, even if it's stuff that you don't even care about, you know, it's still a process of learning. And when you're sitting in a congregation and somebody's dictating you how to think and and what your relationship with God is, that's not a good place to be. No. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of churches. Yeah, because uh someone is doing all the thinking for you. So the church is ideal for those people that don't, that don't want to think. They want somebody else to do it for them. That that's that's the ideal place for the church. Well, they don't even no. have to do anything because they go to church. Because you go to church every Sunday, you're going to be saved. Yeah. Uh, where did that rule come from? <laughs> yeah, you know. It's like, uh, yeah. So, uh, another question, Dolly? We got six minutes. No, my father thought that. I went to church on Sunday, so I'm okay. I can do anything I want. Right. And in the Catholic Church, you get to do a bunch of bad things, then go confess it to the priest who tells you to say five Our Fathers and six Hail Marys. Spiritual laundromat. It's a spiritual laundromat. <laughs> Come on. And yeah. then he was so hypocritical. I could not. I had a terrible time with a thought process in, in uh, growing up in the church and being told this rule and that rule. And, and it's okay if you get out of the church building it's okay you can just do whatever you can be mean you can beat people you can kill people and i, I always have had trouble with that i couldn't put that together with um god angels spiritual beings i I thought, yeah, well, the thought of uh, being territorial. As as long as you're inside the church, you're Catholic. Once you get out of the church, it's all all you know. All bets are off. So that's a very interesting notion that you're only Catholic part of the time, not always. Not yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and and who know, says that? <laughs> and the best part about it is, if you've left, a, if you lived a, just an awful life. As long as the priest gets there to to save you from your forgive your sins before you die, be just before you die can save you because all that bad stuff is gone because a priest is there to give you abolition or abolition absolution uh, absolution <laughs> to give you absolution and you will go directly to heaven. <laughs> you, know? <Yeah. laughs> you know, don't they believe in karma? For crying out loud. <laughs> See, I've questioned things all my life that I have a conscience of. Uh, I just always have had questions. Well, why is it done that way? I used to get slapped in the mouth by my mom because I'd ask why. 
Yeah, I'd go to the the uh, what do they call them? Uh, the catechisms, you know, the the church's school. Yeah. Where, you know, and I'd ask questions, and I can't tell you how many answers all answer every question, and the answer is have faith, have faith. <laughs> oh yeah. Can yeah. you define faith to me, please? Oh, go home. <laughs> Just shut your mouth and obey. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Eat meat on Friday, you'll be safe. I mean, eat fish on Friday and you'll be saved. That always, I always had a question about that because of school. Every Friday it was fish day. Had to eat fish. Why? Because that that's what the Catholic priests say. Why would they say that? Of course, I get in trouble again. I'm asking why. I always want to know why. And then if I get an answer, I want to know how. And then if I know how, I want to know when. <laughs> it's just you know, one when, question after another. When you encounter a, a person or a group or something like that where their whole beingness is incapable of tolerating a single question, it's time to head for, you know, run, run. <laughs> if they, if, if the, what they are is unable, cannot tolerate a scrutiny of that nature, then not, that's not a place for where I should be. Right? When you can't ask a question, okay, bad place. Yeah, then I wonder why can't I ask? <laughs> uh, all right we're in the last minute here you guys want to uh pass on any gems for all questions go to marshall howard <laughs> that doesn't mean you'll get the kind of answer you want <laughs> exactly that's why i said if, if you want questions go to the to the marshall's yeah yeah, well, keep that keep that list, uh, you know, easily accessible, and we'll continue with the questions. Oh, okay. I, I think it's fun, don't you, Walt? Oh, you're fantastic. What does <laughs> this, What do y'all think out there in in listener world? Uh, do you like? It? Are you enjoying this? Or how many people can we get their brains to explode? <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? subject what we've been talking about please please i'm begging you share it with us i beg sometimes and y'all just ignore me yeah i know okay i i'm glad we were here together i i am very fortunate very uh thankful to god that uh, he rejected me again and i'm with y'all because i love you and this is why i'm here tonight i was be told safe. i shouldn't be here Congratulations you, on bye. your newfound freedom. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening.